believe in yourself, in your eternal soul, and love with all your heart. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today Ukraine has a dynamic, exciting, interesting new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer, after that for the rest of his life he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 170 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev to students from the FLEX program, Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to the Vatican Church, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them, this project is for all Ukrainians from all backgrounds. And if you wish to participate, send me a message on Instagram aziz.future and join the telegram channel Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland and Monaco, top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia and Poland, top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain and Dubai and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people. And this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Hannah Ruban. Hannah is an eternal soul, a positive, open-minded believer in love. She can move mountains with her inspiration and she values kindness, humor, self-expression, honesty, optimism, friendship, openness, and being a free spirit. Hannah, how are you today? Hello, Aziz. I'm so happy to hear you and so happy to be here today. I'm wonderful. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. I'm ready. I'm excited. And to begin with a question that would be an interesting question. 
what does it mean for you to be an eternal soul? Oh, for me, it means um, it means to forget about my ego. And it's it's a challenge for whole life, I guess. But I believe that I already am uh, quite quite good at it. Um, as I remember myself a few years ago, my ego challenged me uh, much more than now. And now I feel myself free spirit and each uh, communication, each person in my life is my teacher, not uh, something I struggle with, but something I learn from, something like that. <laughs> Thank you. So a few years ago, you struggled and were challenged by your ego. But now, although this is a lifelong journey, you are much further ahead and you don't struggle by people, events and communications, but you view them as your teachers and you don't have ego involvement with it. Did I understand correctly? Yeah, you understand correctly. Of course, I am not saying and some, sometimes ego, uh, ego comes on my way, but I already realized that it's not me. It's just the part of my being here on this earth. <laughs> it's just the more. part of the game. Um, what is mm, the ego? What is the game? Ego is uh, like um, what your mind thinks about yourself. That's like ego, your imagination about yourself, not you in the moment, but your picture about yourself. And uh, when, you, uh, when you stop being in this ego statement, you understand that you are different every second, every moment of your life, and it's okay. <laughs> and the game is um, to understand that every person is a god and that everything is god and uh, we all are one uh, but it's hard to remember about these things because we very much connected with our minds and minds are very much connected with ego so that's the game um, to remember yourself while your mind is trying to trick you from time to time thank you so if I heard you correctly, there are three things that are there at least. One, we are the observer and there is the mind and the mind is creating thoughts and images about our body and our reality that distracts us from the fact that we are consciousness and the observer. We are not the mind or the body or any of that. We are beyond and more eternal and more soulful than that. Did I understand correctly? Yeah, you understood it perfectly. <laughs> Thank you. And Thank you too. to go deeper into this, you said eternal soul. Do you believe that souls are reincarnated or do you believe we're all God and it's one soul, but all it's seeing the world from different bodies and in different things and shapes? Or what are your thoughts about the soul, how it manifests, whether there are many souls or only one source of all human consciousness, etc.? Oh, it's um, quite interesting question because I'm still 
mm, I'm still guessing it. Uh, for me, mm, I like the concept that everything is everything and everyone is <laughs> like uh, had experience of everyone other and uh, I don't know about reincarnation because I still don't don't know don't understand uh, what must reincarnate if we all are one <laughs> like if everything is God and um, everything even your fridge is God <laughs> because people made it with uh, their God power uh how can you reincarnate maybe it's um, one more concept and trying to um to take something with you after you um after you die like i will reincarnate in something but who is i <laughs> if there is something beyond and it's just the same in each person if you look uh, in my eyes if we had video right now um, if you looked at my eyes we could see uh, the same god in you and me so who will reincarnate i don't know <laughs> i'm still guessing this yes well <laughs> i read about a thought about this that actually it's about love and that we're all one but that one is being fragmented in order for it to see itself and to feel love because if we're all united then it's already unity and there is no other to feel that love and to love back and therefore the illusion of separation is necessary in order for there to be uh, the illusion of more than one so that love can exist because if it's unity already then there is no other to be loved and therefore the joy of loving that God is us breaking itself in order to rediscover itself and feel that love again and again in a cycle. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I, I have uh, goosebumps actually after your words because it uh, explains many things. And uh, I really like that concept, yes. <laughs> Thank you. And let's go in all kinds of ways. But in this other way, normally in your human incarnation and in your human day-to-day, -day, when you're not totally ego, but you're not just mm -hmm. consciousness, what seems to be the thing that you're focusing on these days or the things that you do in order to appreciate the godly gift of being given this short moment in that body and in that existence? Um. I like observing natural things like uh, birds and nature and trees and flowers. And uh, I like um, communication like we do now, communication with different people, with different souls who open uh, different parts of me. I guess it's just enjoying of life. I try to enjoy every moment, every second. Um, if I'm working or if I'm preparing my dinner or if I'm taking shower or anything else, I uh, try as much as I can, enjoy every moment. And I guess it's the best way to appreciate uh, this uh, God blessing gift to be in this incarnation. <laughs> 
Perfect. And <laughs> I heard a Zen master who was saying that if you cannot meet anybody enlightened, look at the birds and the cats and the animals. <laughs> they have no ego and they are perfect examples of someone egoless. Did you observe this? Do you agree with it? Because while cats have many different personalities and therefore what is the difference between personality and ego if we think about it? Some cats are smart, some cats are evil, some cats are all kinds of ways. So to you, what is your comment on this? Did you observe that animals and of course trees, etc., they are a process of life rather than ego? There is no attachment. And what are your thoughts on this idea? I like this idea about the cats. I have the craziest cat ever, but at the same time, he's very, very, very kind, the kindest cat uh, in all earth. And, um, you know, sometimes I really learn from him when I, when I am struggling with something, with some hard thoughts, I always look at him and see his, uh, his stillness, how, is he, how he's just looking through the window on the birds, uh, the same window for several years, and he's still finding something, still finding something interesting there. Uh, so yeah, it's quite inspirational. And about birds, I have uh, some favorite places around my around my home, uh, nature places, and. Um, uh, from time to time, I go there and just sit somewhere where uh, no people around, and I just wait. And always, always come some birds, always different, very beautiful. And yeah, there is no ego at all. Uh, they are like enlightening you in the moment <laughs> if you just concentrate. Because I see some people just going through the same forest. And they don't see the same birds that I see because they don't stop <laughs> and don't watch. So, yeah, I agree with this idea. Yes. And oh, I was going to speak about something else, but let me continue to speak <laughs> about you noticing this. When you feel and meet people, do you feel their energy? Do you feel their soul? Is there such a thing where you walk around, you pick up people's energies all over the place? Or are you not an empath in that way? You're just an observer. I am empath, but I can say that I always feel people. I guess um, there must be either some connection, some good connection between us somehow. I don't know how. Either it must be just uh, very um, concentrated energy, positive or negative, then I feel it for sure. But if it's uh, like neutral, uh, then I can say that I'm such a channeling person, but I am an empath for sure. And I was going to ask about Ukraine and Kiev when you walk around, do you, what kind of energy do you feel more often than not? But to go a bit about the origin of this, when did you begin to feel your soul existence, your spiritual side, your free spirit, and begin to move in that direction and see 
the illusion of uh, the concreteness and of the solidity of the universe and instead see behind that curtain into the energetic and more soul egoless being was there a story and experience a moment that began to drive you more in that direction i guess it was six years ago i had a friend named lena and we had a company and uh, that company it was um, of people atheists they didn't believe in God at all. And not believing in God was like religion for them. Um, I mean, when I didn't believe in God, I just didn't care about it. But those people, they were like hard in this opinion. <laughs> so um, sh this friend of mine, Liana, she started to learn some um some practices like meditation and uh, she was uh, very much about krishna that times and i really liked what she was i really like her energy and her attitude that times and i thought to myself why not to try and i started to go with her to meditation classes and to learn different uh, religions and uh, diff different Mm, practices and uh, it was the start of the journey uh, first i um how to say this i was too serious about it like i forgot about the material world at all like uh, i don't need this body i am a soul i was like uh, radical in this <laughs> but then times changed and uh, now I'm uh, more balanced about this. I understand that we all play this game and that uh, we are still in the material world and it, um, it can be quite, um, quite uh, not good for you to forget about your body because you have it. So now it's like two roads for me. I'm here, but I understand that I'm eternal soul. Thank you. So if I understood you correctly, with your friend Lena, and yes, the company of the hardcore atheists, but she was into Hare Krishna, and she took you, and you were curious, and you went with her into meditation and other practices, and you became a hardcore opposite of atheist, but not religious, it's uh, something else. But then you became more and more balanced, where you understand we're playing this game, we might as well play it in the best way possible, but never forgetting the essence, which is our soul and spiritual truth and being and not have any ego attached in that game. Correct? That's totally right. But I was not six years old. I was... No, six 24. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, six years ago. Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that will be cool. You'll be the best Dalai Lama ever at six, and you're already meditating and going in the spiritual road. I love that. And to ask you then a bit more, do you believe that the world is just chaos and it's there to purify our soul and to bring us through pain back to our egoless existence? by challenging our ego with problems, or that there is a plan, there is a destiny, and that there are no coincidences, everything happens for a reason and part of the bigger path. 
Mm, I guess it's mix of the both, but um, the main thing is um, your perception. Because if you think that you are just body and mind, and that's all, then you will go through the first path when everything is for your learning and you are still uh, hurting yourself with some situations. Uh, but if you understand the, the rules, the main rules of the game earlier, uh, I believe that life is quite an enjoyable journey. Even if you have some troubles like no job, no money, I don't know, uh, someone died, which I didn't experience yet. Uh, I guess that um, on some level, you can manage yourself that good and you can realize um, this game so good that it would be enjoyable living anyway even if you go through all these challenges, something like that. Thank you. And what are <laughs> the main rules of the game? Because maybe someone is listening. Like, I don't know what's happening here. This is very weird, but at least I can understand the rules of the game. What do you believe the rules of that game are in order for us to live balanced and to play that game without hurting ourselves with frustration but still operating well in it uh, i'm still figuring them out because i'm not perfect <laughs> um, the main rule i guess is this enjoying of living is just being in the moment and while you are in the moment you you will enjoy the moment for sure because if you are totally present uh it is impossible not to enjoy it. Even if you are going through pain, but you are totally present. You feel it with all your body, with all your soul, and you allow yourself to feel it. It's quite enjoyable. I experienced it. But it's a high level. And um, I can't say that I am on that level all the time. Uh, but now I'm reading a book of uh, Deepak Chopra. Um, I can't remember the name of the book in English. It's Path of Not Magician. Mm. I can write it to you, so you can write it uh, to your listeners. And uh, I, I believe that this book explains all these rules very good. And um, Mm, these rules are also explained by other literature and uh, other materials of Deepak Chopra and um, Eckhart Tolle. Mm, those two, for example, are gurus for me. And um, I believe that those rules um, can be learned from them. So I can recommend just to Google those two men, Deepak Chopra and uh, Eckhart Tolle, and uh, find some materials from them, and uh, it helps a lot. <laughs> yes, that book by Deepak Chopra is The Way of the Wizard. And which yeah. book of Eckhart Tolle do you prefer? The Power of Now, A New Earth, or some of his lectures? Or what is to you 
the one that influenced you a lot? Um, I listened to his, um, listen to his, uh, how is it? <laughs> I listened to his um, speeches, lectures, speeches, speeches, lectures. Yes, to his speeches and lectures on Spotify. There are a lot of them. And I just uh, just found out uh, not so long time ago that there are so lots of them there. Before that, I have read uh, The Power of Now. I liked it. But those lectures, audio lectures, they give me more power, more understanding because I hear his oh so um, so relaxed voice. He makes such long pauses uh, when he needs to think that I <laughs> realize how much he is connected and I can feel it. So it's, it inspires me more than just reading a book. Yes, it inspires you more to feel he is connected. And you said that being present is the way to enjoy life. Well, there are some people who will say, and they will argue from an ego point or not, I'm not sure, but let's say it's valid. They will say when you're too present, you're not thinking about the future, you're not planning ahead, you will be homeless very soon. And therefore, uh, they say, I need to be thinking because I need to know what to do next. I need to have a logical reason to do, etc. Do you believe that is the way or that our intuition is rich, is intelligent, and by listening to it, we can be guided to the best things to do in order to have, enjoy, appreciate, and have a good life. Um, I believe that your soul knows all the answers. And uh, when you are totally present, it doesn't mean that you don't think. It just means that you... Uh, that your mind doesn't um, that your mind doesn't rule you, that you rule your mind, your soul rules your mind, and there is much more power. And uh, I am still uh, figuring out. Um, once in my life, I had, I guess, a month or something like that. I call it a better version of enlightenment enlightenment in my life because I felt totally present every moment every day and um, I somehow lost this but uh, in this state you always know what you need to do next you don't just sit and observe uh, birds sometimes you do it when you need it but it's not the case the main thing is that you are so so powerful and so sure about who you are that your mind works for you, not you working for your mind. Um, so I believe that intuition knows everything. And uh, um, I don't believe in concept that there is only one destiny and only one, um, uh, only one road. Uh, I guess there are lots of roads, but to choose the right one, even if there will be lots of them, uh, it's better to use your intuition than your mind because mind is logical and um, not everything in this world is logical. 
So uh, the spirit is much more powerful. And uh, when the spirit is connected with the mind, it's like combo. It's, uh, it's amazing. <laughs> I love that. And do you have many people in your life that understand you? Or are you more the kind that would keep that part of yourself more private to a few people and be more um, playing the game properly in public? Or do you believe, like some people really believe, the more you show your authentic truth, yes, the wrong people will not like it, but it's the only way for the right people to know who you are and to like you for your truth. What are your thoughts on this? And what is your strategy, attitude, or way of being in this world? Are you completely sharing these deep truths all the time? And therefore, most people will think what's happening. This girl is crazy. But then a few people will be like, I love this girl. She understands me and I understand her so much. Or in private, you are the spiritual being. But in public, you play the game and you're a good player. Mm. Um, I can act differently if I see someone who is not ready for this information at all. I just say, for example, I have few friends who are radical atheists. <laughs> and um, if they say something radical about esoterics and stuff like that, I just say that uh, I am communicating with you for many years and you know me and, like the, and I like this stuff. So <laughs> it is. Uh, but I don't ever argue about such things. And I just feel with whom I can, um, with whom, how much I can open myself in this perspective. Because, for example, uh, some people are ready to hear all my information uh, that I want to share. Other people, if I just start to talk to them like I'm talking to you now, uh, it will be, would be just inappropriate because... Um, because they don't need this information right now. So I don't hide it for sure, but I uh, know place and time where and how to talk about it. And I must say that uh, it is just maybe a year or two years. I don't remember for sure uh, when I started to talk about the scenes in public and, uh, you know, I started to respect myself more and I feel my growth, my, my, my growing in this um, sphere much more powerful and uh, faster because, uh, because when I open myself to others, every, every part of me, then I, um, then I understand myself more because if I do these things, things in private, but don't share them with others, then I'm just like hiding myself and it's not good. It doesn't work this way, I believe. Thank you. And I noticed that you're mentioning this. You said when you speak with people and you open all the parts of yourself that you know, at least because there is always growth and new discoveries, then you learn more about yourself, correct? Yeah. And earlier you said there are people, when you communicate with them, they open new parts of you. 
So how does that work? Are you opening those parts? Are people opening the new parts? How does that exchange and flow happen in your experience in the way that allow you to grow, to understand yourself, and to discover new parts of who you are? Um, as we talked before, that like everyone is the same spiritual uh, form or not form, anti-form, <laughs> then it works both ways. I believe that open communication, it, um, it gives both or how, how many of you are communicating right now. It gives every person its understanding about world, about himself, about people, about the person uh, who he is communicating with. And um, I guess that uh, through us, through all the people, all the souls, the God is just like learning about themselves, something like that. Yes. And my own <laughs> thought about this is that each person has their own piece of the puzzle. Like you mentioned earlier, people don't see the birds you see in the forest because they don't observe. But if we think about it deeper, they are not in the same, looking in the same direction as you. So maybe they're observing something else. <laughs> person, their big purpose in life, in addition to becoming egoless, it's to share their perspective because because of who they are, they see things nobody else sees. Maybe one sees the birds, other sees the cats, another sees the trees, and the other sees the rivers. And if each speak about it, they will all share that complete picture that, like you said, allows God and us and all of us to see more about ourselves, to learn more. And therefore, is the main purpose of life in your own view to discover more about ourselves, to learn more about ourselves, which allows us to grow spiritually even more. Is this the main thing? Or is there something else or something even more essential and important? I guess, I guess, the most important and essential is just being. Learning is nice. Mm, knowing is nice but it's still part of the game but when you are just pure love and I've been in this statement many times when you are just like you feel that you are energy and this energy is love and that's all I guess this is the main purpose of life but I'm not uh guru, but <laughs> teacher. I don't know for sure about uh, main purpose of life. It's just my perception for today. You so said I... that is your <laughs> perception of today. So if I ask you more, are you a moody, emotional kind of girl? And therefore, in one minute, you can have five different moods. And therefore, your perceptions can change quickly, differently, and over time, and each is valid and true, but the only thing in common or known about your 
desires is that they will change, which is the way of nature or of the source. It's change that creates everything. It's expansion and contraction because non-change is death. And therefore, the change is what allows us to observe the energy and the force of life, reality, and existence. Tell me more. Hmm. Um, I can't uh, say about myself that I'm moody girl and uh, that my mood changes every second. Um, my mood can change, not every second, but uh, some situations can change it. But I am. Um, I believe that love is the most important, the most important lesson and the most important statement for many many years, even longer than um, than I practice meditation and uh, all those practices. Um, so I guess <laughs> it's quite stable for me, and I must say that. I don't know, five, seven years ago, I had a dream. Uh, you know, that kind of dreams when you wake up and you realize that it was not just a usual dream. It was something fundamental. And it was that kind of dream. Um, there was just one short episode, um, an empty house, very clean, very tidy. Uh, there is a woman like... 50, 60 years old. Uh, I don't know why I believe it was in USA, <laughs> in the USA. Uh, and um, she's standing in her kitchen and I just give her a hug. And while I'm hugging her, I totally, with all my spirit, understand that it is my previous incarnation. And when I hug her, I feel that she's uh, that she is dying soon. She knows that for sure. And I feel that she wants to live her next life uh, for love. So I don't know, is it my fantasy uh, so inspirational or is it true? But I believe in it for many years and I, um, I live for love for that woman who was so alone and who decided to live next life for this wonderful experience. I love that. And therefore, <laughs> I will ask, what does love mean for you? If you are to describe it, because it's a word that is trying to convey an experience or a feeling, and therefore, it's not honest. <laughs> but if you were to describe what is the meaning of love and for living for love when it is for you? I believe that love is uh, very, very, very different. And it's like when we were talking about God, that you're just ob observing different parts of one nature. So uh, I guess that love is all that things that people are talking about that this is just different parts of it. Mm, but for me, nowadays, in this time, this, I don't know, year, I feel love like pure energy that is not, um, 
your energy that goes through your body with um, no it just goes purely with no uh, <laughs> i forgot the world with no resistance uh, yeah 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 when it goes when you feel it when you feel your energy and it goes just uh, just the way it must go uh, i believe that this is love the energy without restrictions <laughs> thank that's you that's love for me mm -hmm. yes and actually it is one of the definitions of that in addition to equanimity it is love or metta and you know love because when you love something so much you don't want to change anything about it it's considered perfect and therefore when you love the experience the moment the energy the emotions you don't try to change it but you open yourself to it fully and completely and is that related to being open-minded and a free spirit in a way how is love related to being a free spirit to be an open-minded and what does it mean exactly to be a free spirit because i understand now a lot about what you mean with eternal soul but i want your and meaning of free spirit meaning of free spirit um i guess it's about it's about making your own rules in life uh like going with your own flow not trying to impress anybody not trying to play by rules of your uh, parents for example or your husband uh, you just go with your intuition and if you feel that uh, this type of uh, I don't know any doings is right for you and you don't know why but you just feel that it's right even if the whole world says that it's, uh, I don't know, uh, unmoral or bad or something like that, but you are open, you are pure, and you believe that it's your way, um, then you just go there, and it's free spirit for me. I agree with that 1,000%. I <laughs> believe society and the world is trying to destroy that, uh, really, and... I will play the devil's advocate if it even exists at all, but let's say <laughs> that I play the devil's advocate and I tell you, you said you follow your intuition and that you play by your own rules. Well, you said also to play the game and the game has its own rules. And even before you, your intuition or your thoughts told you to be a soul and not care about your body. And that was not a good idea but it felt right at the time. So how can yeah. you be a free spirit, but know if you're making a mistake or not? And how can you play by your own rules if the game has its own different rules to play? Mm, uh, it's a quite um, story for me right now because uh, I believe that intuition can be wrong and even if you make mistakes on your path, it's mistakes, but um, you think that it's mistake by your logical mind because you see how it works and uh, it, it, your mind considers it like a mistake that you've done. But 
this mistake is like a lesson and uh, every lesson um, makes you grow in more and more and makes you closer and closer uh, to God, to your own self. So uh, I believe that it's just a path. And uh, if I didn't become that radical uh, meditative esoteric girl six years ago, I wouldn't be here where I am now. So I did everything right. And um, what you said about the rules that that are in this game fundamental that are not uh, made by us, I'm still figuring out those main rules to understand <laughs> how they work. So I can so all other rules can be mine. <laughs> Something like that. I really like that very much and to ask you a bit more deep down if you had to choose between being around a lot of people a lot of time and maybe debate all kinds of spiritual things or to be with your cat in nature looking at the birds which one is more close to your deeper personality my intuition says that I would go there where there are a lot of people and communication and stuff like that. But of course, I, uh, if uh, it would take away from my life, my cat and uh, observing nature, I would miss it very much. <laughs> and I guess I would have some moments when I um, would like to spend my time alone. But if to say that um, just more time I would spend with a lot of people and less time I would sp spend on the nature, I guess this uh, type is working for me. And I really like your thoughts about intuition that even if there are problems that happen, it's the lessons that we need. Because I do believe that the universe or whatever we might call it doesn't give us what we want it's not like intuition is a cheat code for us to become like uh, movie stars and billionaires, etc. What it does is it guides us towards the next big lesson we need in order to evolve and purify our old karma even more. And <laughs> therefore, that lesson, by definition, will not be always a good thing. Sometimes it gives us rewards, but often they are tests too, because with more responsibility or with more success also there are more traumas that come out more sabotage more thoughts that we need to handle and overcome and therefore it's all part of the big recipe of us becoming more spiritual of understanding the game but using that game in order to purify the old karma and to live in that spiritual place that is my thought what are your thoughts on it? And did you consider making some kind of project, a spiritual retreat or something like that, in order to help the people who might be alone now in Ukraine? They think like you, but they have nobody who understands them so that they can know each other. I like very much the idea. I was thinking about, uh, I was thinking about making some classes 
of meditation or maybe some just um, growing classes for uh, women. I don't know why for women. I just watch one girl that I like very much and maybe I just um, like her experience. But um, I am not so sure about my um, expertise in this yet. So the project that you described never came to my mind. And it sounds like something that I could handle right now. Uh, but my fantasies about teaching spiritual things, uh, I thought that I will become this um, in several years. I don't know how much. But I thought that I need to um, get more experience and uh, to become more grown myself. And uh, as of thank you, but one <laughs> one thing, actually, when you begin now, you will get experience and you will learn from the students even more than anything else. So, in a way, the biggest way to grow is to do rather than to wait, because you cannot have experience teaching without teaching. Huh, I never thought about this, this way. I really like it, and I have goosebumps again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. And to Thank finish you. this, even before we speak about you, but do you feel in your heart or in your intuition, there are any words of wisdom or advice that you believe should be shared with the world? to share that maybe someone will hear at the right time for them to assimilate and to go deep into their soul. I just want to say, believe in yourself and love with all your heart. <laughs> you explained love really clearly, but now mm -hmm. if you say believe in yourself, the ego will come and they'll say me, me, <laughs> me. So <laughs> explain what you mean with yourself. And the way you meant it. Okay, I meant, uh, yeah. <laughs> I meant believe um, in your eternal soul and, uh, and share love. <laughs> Thank you very much. It was really cool, a privilege, an honor, and such a great conversation that felt like two minutes and a half. <laughs> and if people want to follow you or to communicate with you, or to learn about any projects you might start, what will be the best social media or for them to follow and to go to? And I'll make sure to write it in the description. Uh, it must be Instagram. Perfect. I will write your Instagram. And again, Hannah, I thank you very much. I thank you very much too, Aziz. It was very deep conversation. I really loved it.